Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to the Man on the Post podcast. It's, I think, the de facto Extra Time podcast, but I'm the host, Ross. With me, uh, as ever on Extra Time, is Adam. Hello. Ali's here. Hiya. And so is Tom. Hello. How are we all, boys? Are we all uh, loving life for the minute? It's great fun, isn't it? Yeah. That's so happy, but I've had the greatest year of my life. I am well, yeah. <laughs> no complaints at all from me. What tier are you in in Scotland, Ali? Because you've got your own hey. rules, haven't you? You wherever you want. Tier, tier four from Boxing Day, but the golf courses like remain it. open. So I'm, I'm actually hoping I get followed again. And it's the, <laughs> it's the step one to becoming a PGA pro. <laughs> a government-sponsored PGA pro. <laughs> All down to COVID. Wow, good. Um, Adam, you're in London slash Fairham, so yeah, tier four wherever, you, wherever you choose to be. Depends who you're asking. Yeah, depends who you're, depends who you're asking and when. Gonna, yeah, going to cross the cross the boundaries at the cover of night. <laughs> Ab- abandon the car in the new forest. Trekking, <laughs> hiking. Yeah, that's quite, I mean, uh, me and Tom are in uh, good old Gosport. Uh, lock, lockdown, basically, and you Pretty can't even go to work anymore, Tom. Can you now? No, because Farum's in tier four now as well. That lasted about three days, as expected. <laughs> Must be absolutely gutting for you, Tom. I know, right? <laughs> they could have done it oh. Christmas Eve, so I got. <laughs> And now Christmas Eve is going to be horrific, absolutely yeah. horrific. Will be, yeah, oh, you can have a great night though. Um, anyway, let's get on and talk about some football. Uh, we're going to preview the Boxing Day games and the 27th games, um, but we're going to start with tonight's Carabao Cup ties. Stoke take on Leicester, no one cares about that one particularly. Spurs are going to win, I'm assuming, are they? Yeah, yeah. I've no idea what Stoke are up to these days, I don't look at the championship <laughs> anymore. How are, they, how are they doing? Badly, aren't they? Okay, let's have a quick look. It's a guess. Uh, seventh. Hmm. Not bad. Ten points off Norwich. They've been up there for years. They're yeah. such a championship side, aren't they? They'll, be, they'll finish 12th, between 12th and 16th. Yeah, still got a huge wage bill. Joe Allen's still, still there stinking out the place with his wow. massive wages. They've probably still got Bojan there somewhere, haven't they? Just <laughs> <laughs> tucked away in a cupboard somewhere. You leave the welcome of your own. All, all that. <laughs> All those, all those Champions League final winners <laughs> still on the books. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're going to play Tottenham and Tottenham are going to win. Uh, I think it's how that one's going to go. Um, but more importantly, Adam, Everton playing Man United tonight, 8 o'clock. Yeah. Looking forward to it? Ready, yeah. Yeah, you beat them earlier in the season, 3-1. Yeah, haven't haven't told Andrew it's on yet, so she's going to be a surprise <laughs> to her. Cross that bridge when we come to it. It'd be fine though. I mean, Man United are coming off the back of a six-two thrashing of Leeds, but uh, we gave them three of those goals. I say favourably, like maybe four or five of them, to be honest. But they have to do a lot of running, so they will be quite tired and have, and have had a little break. Um, it's the kind of game to get you back firing, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, it's, it's a weird one, right? Because they had all these, all these uh, Carabao Cup games were happening sort of a, a week after week, sort of mm. every Wednesday, and then they've been off for two months or something like that, something crazy like that now. So, yeah. um, wait, it's a quarter final, right? And opportunity got to try and take it. Yeah, could get a trip to an empty Wembley come the end of February or whatever. But they it is. pushed it back. They pushed the Carabao Cup final back into like mid April now because yeah. they think they'll be able to have hands. Oh, God. I can't be doing that one. That'll be locked down four. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm predicting an Everton win. I think we might put a strong side out. So um, yeah. there's every chance, every chance. Rodriguez is unavailable. That's about it. Everyone else seems to be fit, apart from your fullbacks, obviously. Or are they back now? Or are um, any of them back? <laughs> Seamus Coleman was back, but he didn't. He was on the bench uh, at the weekend, so he hasn't hasn't featured yet. Luca Dinia is a long way from being back, so he's still gone. And I think Allen is probably unlikely to play. He had a hamstring injury. I can't imagine he's recovered from that in a couple of days. No, wouldn't have thought so. No. Um, Ali, how's that one going to go? Yeah, I, I think Everton as well. I said it on the on the review show. There. We we mentioned it briefly. Uh, I just think Everton will take it much more serious than United. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of rotation from United. They're on a really good run of form in the league, more better than we actually realised uh, when we discussed it. And um, I just think where we Hamez missing as well. I actually think Everton performed better without him. I think they're not so reliant on them. They don't look at like this superstar. They're more of a like it's more of a team effort sort of thing, and um, I, I, I genuinely do believe that they don't have to work as hard because he is Hamez is the kind of that luxury player, and it's great to have him. But I, I just think Everton, when I've watched them anyway, I've definitely been better in the games without him. I think since since we started to lose some of the other players around around him, that we that it became slightly harder to carry him at that point. So yeah. when when you do have Seamus Coleman playing right back, it's less of an issue. When you have Ben Godfrey or Alex Awobi trying to do it, it doesn't quite work as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I in that since then, I agree with with that assessment as well, Ali. Um, yeah, I'm nervous now that everyone's saying we're going to win. <laughs> oh, we're not having time yet. Tom Full House. Well, you don't want to jinx it. You'd expect there to be goals, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Two not of the best defenses involved, and depending on what side United put out, I know they've. They seem to rotate a fair bit with their attacking and midfield players, but you'd expect them to still have a fairly strong lineup. Now, so you'd expect there to be goals. Both well, yeah, I think the, the suggestion is that Cavani will probably start for Man United, so that's hardly too much of a drop off, is it? Um, no. uh, I'm, I, I haven't quite followed the rules and whether they've changed enough, but I'm assuming that there'll be a crowd in Goodison still as well, and I wonder how that will work because it seemed to play uh, a role when we in the game we played against Chelsea even though it's only 2,000 people it did seem to have a bit of an impact on whether it will catch Man United cold because I can't remember the last time they've played in a ground with against fans and they certainly haven't had any in Old Trafford because Manchester's been in tier three all that time so um, that could play if they if there is a crowd that could play a role as well hmm 
There we go. Then. Uh, let's continue talking about Man United because they kick off our Boxing Day fixtures. They take on Leicester at, I was going to say, Filbert Street then. Um, <laughs> Walker Stadium? What the fuck do they play this way? King Power. King Power. <laughs> King Stadium. There we go. Ali, they, uh, need, to, Ali, they need to get Jürgen Klopp lobbying for them because this is unacceptable, playing Wednesday and then <laughs> the early kickoff on a... On a so, can I just point out, Solskjaer started this whole ridiculous fixture campaign in the Champions League the week before, but it's okay, I'll let you have your Klopp agenda over there. <laughs> that, that, he's got a point though, to be fair because Spurs are playing earlier tonight and they don't play till uh, the 27th at 7.15 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the week Solskjaer complained about it they played on the Wednesday night I believe as well and they were away and I don't know where they were but they didn't get back till like the Thursday obviously train Friday and then they were the early kickoff when teams <laughs> who weren't even in the Champions League were kicking off on the Sunday <laughs> this is a uh, second versus third uh, Man United. I, I couldn't quite believe that they were third. If they win their game in hand, they'll be two points behind yeah. Liverpool. Um, the, Manchester. I was trying to ex, trying to talk about this on last week's extra time that Manchester United are just absolutely ruining my mind because everyone's sort of default assessment of them right is that they're a bit shit mm. and you, you they they keep losing all these games which make headlines and then you look at the table realize that they're a game in hand away from second and I think. Yeah. If everything goes to plan by this on the sixteenth of, I think it's the sixteenth of January, they can play Liverpool at at Old Trafford. I think to potentially be top of the table, right? That, that doesn't feel. We shouldn't be. We should not be two weeks away from Man United being top of the Premier League. No. Yeah, the last seven games they've won six through one. Now I feel Solskjaer's been under pressure of getting sacked in those last seven weeks. <laughs> So, I, I just did, when I was doing research for the review show, just I was actually taking it quite serious and have a look. Yeah, one six through one in seven league games. And I, I think feel if, he, if they win this game against Leicester, assuming the record I saw was only Premier League games, if they win this game against Leicester, or if they beat Everton tonight, they're going to equal a record for Premier for away wins. Jesus Christ! Well, I think it's seven, a, like seven in a row this season, haven't they? Seven or eight in a row. Ten. Oh, it's 10 well, now. that might be how many they've won this season, but in a row. And they've conceded first in most of them as well, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> it, they're going to equal, I think it's City and Chelsea's have the record at the moment for 11 consecutive away wins. I'm guessing probably in the Premier League. So it probably comes down to this Leicester game. But yeah, that they will equal that record, which just seems batshit mad. Yeah, because yeah, like Ali said, Ollie's supposed to be under pressure, but... On the other side of that, then, Tom Simon Jordan on TalkSport this week said that Brendan Rodgers is an elite manager, one of the best in the game. I mean, they're second, four points off Liverpool. They are second. They're very inconsistent, aren't they? Hmm. I mean, they, didn't, yeah, they lose to Fulham. didn't they lose to Fulham a few weeks ago? Yeah. And then go and beat Tottenham and then lost <laughs> to Everton. They, if you look at the table, they haven't drawn a game, so at least they're keeping it exciting. Yeah. They, got, they got not battered by Everton as well, but they weren't in that game. They have they had, just They just disappear. Yeah, they have had a few few injury problems, a few defensive issues, and they've tried to change in their system as well, haven't they? And they've got Ndidi back now as well, who's a big player for them. Yeah, um, definitely. Jamie Vardy's got 13 goals this season in all competitions. 13 and 15. I quite, I, quite, I agree with Simon Jordan. I quite rate Brendan Rodgers. It just feels wrong though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, there's obviously two big reasons not to... Not to <laughs> Who who he used to manage and how he talks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we can't argue with the, the job he's doing. He is doing a very, very good job. I, I don't think they'll win the league because I think they're like, too strong. Like Tom said, there seems to be... They were like a Premier League... Before the original... Before we stopped playing in 
football in was it February, March? Yeah. With the first sort of Premier League closure. Like as Tom said, they were like a Premier League darling at that point and were absolutely crushing it. Then they after the lockdown they came back and were just all over the place. And it feels like they've again a little bit like Manchester United, it kind of feels like they've kept that inconsistency. But they're still where they are in the in the table, I think. Yeah, they've won. They played fourteen, won nine, lost five. If they, they've probably drawn four games, if they went to convert a couple of those losses into wins, or even a couple of pool points and draws, they're they're right up there, top of the table. It's it's weird that they are this consistent. I think it's because Liverpool and Man City have, uh, over the last sort of four years, have probably mutated, uh, like mutated our our expectation of what sort of championship teams as in not champion, you know what I mean? <laughs> Title winning team, sorry, look like, because there's no way that 99 points is going to win the Premier League this season. I, I reckon it'll probably be in the 80s. Yeah. As well, I think, yeah. Um, so that means we can see teams that are going to lose a few games here and there. And you can have, a, like, it, it, it even try conceiving the idea of of Liverpool winning the title last season, uh, but having lost seven two to Aston Villa, that just yeah. it doesn't just doesn't work, does it? But no. that that that's gonna that could be the world we live in this this year. There's definitely going to be some uh, some blips on the record of whoever wins wins the title, and that's not a bad thing. That's what football, like like I say, that's most normal seasons, isn't it? Yeah, apart from the last four years, that's. Uh, yeah been a long time and we've seen that every time we talk about points records and you see how far away everyone else used to be and you think about even teams that were absolutely revered the the treble winning team jose's chelsea none of them got got these got 99 98 100 points so yeah Uh, who are we going for then i think i'm gonna have to go for leicester obviously (laughs) Adam, I'm going for Man United away from home. Well, the, 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 the form is there to prove that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to agree. I think United on it. That. Yeah, Ali. Um, I'm going to sit in the fence and go for a two-two draw. I just. <laughs> That's I, just I first Yeah, I can't give Brendan Rodgers um, a win. And sounds like a fun way to sounds like a fun way to start my boxing day, though. Yeah, two-two. Yeah. All well, actually. It should be a fun game to watch. Like Le- Leicester are very good. They're almost like they remind me of like the Arsenal of old. You know, they play really nice football. They've got really nice players. Um, the only difference is Arsenal had a nice manager who was enjoyable. Um, I, I hate Rodgers more than I hate Man United and Everton. Like, Rodgers is, is peak for me. I did not have fun against that Man United uh, back line. They're, they're a shambles. Oh, terrible, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that could be fun. Um, there we go. That's 2-2, two, two, Ali says. Um, Next up, we've got Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. Aston Villa in ninth on 22 points. Palace come off the back of quite a heavy defeat. Um, sit in 13th <laughs> on 18 points. <laughs> Ali, I'll start with you. You saw Palace most recent. You, yeah. Right, weren't they? <laughs> we slagged them up. They, okay, they lost 7-0. But for 28 minutes of that game, they were by far the better team. Um, <laughs> and it sounds bad. I mean, if they just took their chances... Um, they had two or three, one real sitter, maybe two two others that probably should have been goals. I mean, you're talking a different game. It would have been more like the, the Villa-Liverpool game. 
Um, but unfortunately, when Liverpool got the second, they just folded away. Um, and I feel Villa could probably do something similar the way Villa attack. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. I, I do quite fancy. I do quite like the way Villa play, but I just think Villa's attacking form this season has been it, it's been fairly impressive, to be honest. Um, having obviously witnessed the the seven two defeat <laughs> mentioned against Liverpool, um, and they were good for it. You know, they they probably could have could have scored a couple more. Mm. Not just their attacking form as well. They they've kept three clean sheets in a row now, Villa. They've always been a bit shaky at the back, but. Second yeah, best I really rate Martinez in goal for him. I think he's been a fantastic yeah, five master. I mean, in some ways, he's probably better than Leno at Arsenal. I'm still surprised Arsenal sold him. I mean, after waiting ten seasons for a run in the first team, gets gets a run, they sell him straight away without giving yeah, him a really well as well. that number one spot. But Villa, yeah. Villa do look good going forward, don't they? As much as you hate to say it, Ross Grealish has been really good, hasn't he? He has. He's. he's... As a person, he's a fucking knob. I, I can't. And no one, no one's disagreeing with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been proven in court this week. He's actually even, but... even his mum wouldn't complain. About yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the field, he uh, yeah, he's been incredible. He the, the the things he can do with the football. It's where he where he is now is where Villa fans talked about him five years ago, which is where I get my issue with him. They've they've always said he's been this good, and he's never been this good until this season. He is one of the best players in the league. Um. <laughs> And it looks, <coughs> looking at the reports here, it looks that there's a, a strong chance that they will have Ross Barkley back. Yeah. Okay. And I think the sort of, I'm going to say relationship, but it's not quite even a relationship, is it? It's sort of the between the two of them. It's the, the fact that Ross, like the problem with the Villa have had for a long time is that Grealish is is useful, is really useful in two different roles, but you only have one of him. And when you have Ross Barkley, you kind of have two of him because. Yeah. Ross Barkley can do both of the things that Grealish can do. He can play in the centre of midfield. He can play, he can play out wide. Also, like Grealish, he can carry the ball, which not a lot of players can can do these days. So you have that dual threat, and I think that, well, again, I'm sure Ali. We don't need to harp back to it too much, but I'm sure Ali can remember that that between them, they they have torn teams apart already this season, and um, Villa have looked even better going forward when they've had both of them on the pitch. So, um, Yeah, they kind of lighten the load for each other, don't they? Yes, yeah, that's, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, I think well, the best fields in the league. Like, if you look at Barkley, McGinn, and is it Louise? Is that his name? The other yeah, boy? Douglas Louise. Like, yeah. The defensive midfielder. I just think the balance is there. Um, like, because Grealish, Grealish is almost a luxury player to have. He does work harder than people give him credit for, but he's not really got a position that kind of. I really do think Villa's the best team suited for him because, because of that position he wants to play, he's almost a he's almost a luxury player. As in, he likes to be wide and attack from there. There's not many teams who play with that type of player unless they're a really fast, direct winger. Like obviously we use Manny Spurs. I've got Son and doing it. Um, but the system's kind of built around him, Ali. I think is yeah. the point you mean, right? But even in the even in that Liverpool side with or with Sun there, like they still have a function and a, a place to be. They still play predominantly. Manny still plays predominantly from from a right hand side. Whereas Grealish is kind of this will sound a bit mental now when the, by this comparison. But in terms of the, it's a bit like how before Koeman, how Messi was allowed to just sort of 
interpret the game and make a decision on where he wanted to try and be effective. And that's a little bit what they do with Grealish. They sort of say, you're our best player. You decide where you think you can be more most effective. Yeah. The rest of the team... Uh, sorry. I compared him to Coutinho when he was at Liverpool. Very similar, you know, kind of just not quite a midfielder, not quite a winger, not quite an attacker, just like go out there and just make it happen. And like your point on Barkley, Adam, kind of that, like Grealish was always levels above everybody at Villa. Whereas now he's got somebody who's on par, maybe better than him at, like throughout his career. So he's now just got somebody to rely on him. So he's not having to do it all himself. And maybe that's why, as you say, Ross, like Villa fans have always thought he was better than he is. But maybe he's just now, it's really enhancing him, really, because there's somebody else to take some of the workload off of. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's painful. Um, I, think Villa, <laughs> I think Villa are going Villa, Villa to handily take care of business here. Yeah. Ross, if you're thinking of painful, if you looked at the table, you mentioned uh, Man United winning their game in hand and going, going second. Villa have got two games in hand. If they win both of them, they'll go second. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we beat them this season. <laughs> And one of uh, one of those games in hand is against Newcastle as well. Yeah, yeah. automatic three points. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Um, yeah, Villa win. Anyone disagree? No. Comfortable Villa win, I think. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Fulham taking on Southampton. It's at Groven Cottage. Fulham uh, kind of sparked into life recently. Tom said to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Fulham uh, have got two wins. They've got 10 points on the board. They've uh, made it into double figures. Um, Saints, however, are seventh, 24 points, and a win and some right results. Again, puts them right back into the top four again after this weekend. So, yeah. Uh, should be a relatively comfortable Saints win, but Fulham looked good against Liverpool, Ali, didn't they, last week? Yeah, probably a better team, to be honest. We were quite lucky. Um, was that the pen? Did we get the penalty team, guys? I think that was the game, and but we didn't look like scoring the whole time. They were they were very lively, and Fulham Fulham's point total doesn't really tell the story of their season. But even at the start, they, there was games that they should have won or drew um, with the missed penalties and 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 chances that they had. Um, I think this will be harder from Southampton than than you mentioned, but Southampton have been, you know, one of the most consistent teams this season. Um, the only thing is they obviously they're missing Ings now again. Um, I mean, they didn't really miss him too much in the, the few games he missed with the, the knee, but I don't know if you can rely on Chi Adams for a for for a, for a long term. Yeah, he's a he's a step down. Tom Southampton. Uh, well, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing well, though, aren't they? It's it's undeniable, unfortunately. But is it all on Danny Ings? Like, well, take I mean, team and do you would think that, but. Che Adams did score goals when mm. uh, when Ings was out, which is surprising because yeah. last season he genuinely looked terrible. Like yeah. took him a season like to score goals. Jerome in the Premier League. <laughs> like, he yeah, just it was right like, at the end of the season, wasn't it? He just yeah. looked like he just looked like he just wasn't good enough at all, and not even close to being good enough. Not just like he was out of form; mm. just genuinely looked like he wasn't good. Yeah, I mean, when when they played us in the um, uh, must have been a Carabao Cup at Fratton Park a couple of years ago. Che Adams played, mm. and he he looks worse than our League One strikers. Like obviously they beat us four 0 but he, he was bare. He I think he played the whole game, and he was absolutely shocking. I mean Danny Ings, 
Danny Ings tore us a new arsehole, which is fair enough. He's so many levels above our standard. But God, Jay Adams, he just looked like... I don't know how... It's, I don't know if this form's going to last. Yeah. He, he might just be an average striker in form, which is what we've seen a few times in the Premier League. People overrate him and then they go back to normal and then they've forgotten about completely. Yeah. But, yeah. Tom, um, Adam, what do you think? See this one going. It's going to be a Saints win, isn't it? I think it probably will be a, a Saints win, yeah. But Fulham have, or, I'm going to say almost impressed me, which doesn't, it seems it's very much damning them with faint praise. But. <laughs> Um, when we played them about a month ago now, for the in that first half they were absolutely terrible. We could have we could have we could have scored six in that first half, and they couldn't cope with Alex Awobi, which is going to be a that's an issue. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you've got fundamental issues when you can't cope with Alex Awobi. But again, when you look at if you look at their form, they they they've had. Uh, They've had three draws in a row now in the Premier League. They they they've started to solidify a little bit. They need to they need to start scoring some goals. They need to get some breaks and and pick up some points to, if they're going to get out of this. And I, I overall I, I don't think they will because I think the the overall their quality level just isn't this isn't there. Feels feel similar to the, exactly the same as Fulham a couple of years ago when they got relegated. When they looked like they could get better, they, they could score goals, and then just end up getting relegated with a whimper. Yeah. It looks very much like in the to me. It looks kind of in the in the um, in the image of Scott Parker that they're going to battle for a little bit, but they're not actually going to be that good. Yeah. Um, anyway, if we read your main striker because Mitrovic isn't firing, you've, you've got some issues. Yeah, and um, in that the, they've they've improved defensively since we played them, but in that first half defensively, they were everywhere, all at sea. Like they were shocking. So, but that said, like. Southampton have just been one of the form teams in the Premier League, so I expect that just to carry on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Saints win. Ali? Yeah, Saints win. Tom? No, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> as generous as you can be. Uh, next up, we've got Arsenal versus Chelsea. That's very hard. That's very much, I can't envisage them losing. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to consider them scoring a goal. This is the only, the only result available to me. Um, Arsenal-Chelsea at 5.30 at the Emirates. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, this could be a massacre, couldn't it? Chelsea are, uh, they rediscovered their form after a couple of bad results and Arsenal are on the worst run in the entire league. Uh, no wins in five. They're one of the uh, worst teams in the league. It's not just the yeah. worst. They're absolutely horrendous, aren't they? Yeah, Allardyce has already piped up saying Arsenal are a relegation rival. So, <laughs> good old big Sam <laughs> putting the pressure on there. It's only... It's only it, <laughs> they they have the same form as Sheffield United. Yeah, who have got two points this year. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, yeah, they lost uh, last night to Man City four-one in the Carabao Cup uh, quarterfinals. Lost to Everton at the weekend. Drew with Saints. Lost to Burnley. Beat Dundalk, but fair enough. Lost to the uh, Spurs. Yeah, it's. Um, is that a dead man walking? How does he recover from this? Or is this, this team would be like this with regardless of who's in charge? It's, it's hard to say. It really is. But it's I, becoming I, hard to say. Yeah. But I do think, like, I don't see how Arteta recovers from this as a manager. I don't know where else he, unless he go, he drops right down levels. Because no, no mid table team even is going to look at him now. Um, 
mean, this is the guy who was tipped to take over from Pep at Man City. They just have no identity. We can blame the players all they want. They're still sitting with Aubameyang on 300 grand a week, maybe more. Uh, they've still got Lacazette. Uh, Pepe, forgetting about his price, Pepe's not a terrible player. Uh, Tierney, I, I don't think he is, Adam. You make the case, but um, <laughs> the midfield is atrocious. Um, and that's where, it's not like we've said that Arsenal have been centre midfielders for the last 10 seasons or so. Um, they still don't address it. I still think Tierney's, Tierney's in the top five left-backs in the league. Um, Gabriel has been, was a miss at the weekend, but Gabriel's a competent centre-half. Um, re-signing David Luiz was just baffling. Um, and Bellerin is what he is. But let, again, um, we mentioned uh, Martin as earlier. Leno's not a bad keeper. Um, no. He's probably at Arsenal level. If, if Arsenal are that, you know, six, seven, eight in the league, we, we, we say he's, he's fine. But the problem is they can't defend, they can't create, they can't attack, um, they can't score goals, they, they have no midfield. Like, what? Like, it's okay to say that like, the players aren't doing... Even when they came back after lockdown, and we were kind of given our tete of credit, like, he'd made them, like, much more, like, solid. They weren't conceding as many stupid goals. But it's because they were just sitting with eight players at the back and not giving the ball away almost. Um, and now that they've tried to go forward in a way, it's kind of get the ball left, get the ball to Aubameyang and hope he does something. Aubameyang signs a new contract. It's like, oh, well, that's me. Job done. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, the Ozil situation is just a disgrace. Like, yeah, They could not be doing any worse if he was in the team. <laughs> like, it, it, He doesn't make that seem worse in any way at all. Even if you replaced him for Leno. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, They've no. lost eight games this season. Only West Brom and Sheffield United have lost more. And they're the bottom two teams. They've scored twelve goals. And again, only West Brom and uh, Sheffield United have scored less. I I get the feeling that there there is um, well, there's a strong a strong press narrative, right? That Arteta is uh, is is a chosen one. Yeah. And so he's getting a, he gets a lot of rope there, and I get the impression that he has a lot of that rope with within the club as well. That seems to I don't. Because I think that by now, any other Arsenal, there would be these big demands for this was Emery all over this, right? Uh, For for Arteta to be gone. If you think about, I I think maybe sort of like comparison wise, sort of, I'm not sure how many games it took until until Jose was fired the season when he when Chelsea were down this terribly, but. Like the the calls were there, right? And that was for Mourinho. Um, Arteta, that the the press noise isn't isn't the same. So he seems to be given time, whether that's to get players in, get players out. Who knows? But what what has he thought of as this Arsenal kind of legend almost? Because he's never seen player for me. I always forget he plays. Yeah, I have the same. <laughs> Everyone when we were, when we played them the other day, I was like, oh yeah, he played for. Arsenal as well. That's yeah. He's at Everton for like six, seven years. I think Rangers was at, before that. Yeah, he was at Arsenal for about six years as well, though. I think he was there longer than you think. I've no memory of him ever playing for Arsenal, really. Because I think he, I think he played until he was about thirty-four and retired there. Oh right, okay. Um, Chelsea. Then I can't say anything good about Chelsea because Frank Lampard's in charge. But what do you boys think? They they're all right, aren't they? They're not bad going forward. They've got some good players there now. Should be for the money they spent, to be honest. Well, yeah, is Lampard in, is that? Is he got anything to do with this? Because I mean, these players should just they, be this good, shouldn't they? I'm not convinced they are. They are good going forward. 
Um, <laughs> no, like they score a lot of goals. They seem to score a lot of goals, but I don't think it's through tactics, <laughs> tactics, or <laughs> even the execution of some of the, those players. Right, like sort of everyone, everyone here through some way or another knows or appreciates that like, how good of a player Tino Werner is or supposed to be. Yeah. But Lampard's not getting the best out of him. No, absolutely not. Um, he's playing like. Tammy Abraham or Giroud as a target man, but not really sort of playing target man football. Yeah. Um, and then whoever he decides to play on the right, whoever, whoever's fit. But I just kind of think that it's 11 better players get beating an opposition as opposed to a team. Yeah. If you, if you look at that, if you look at Chelsea's squad and compare it to Arsenal's squad, who's two supposedly big teams it should be at a similar level almost every single player in that Chelsea squad is better man for man than the Arsenal team yeah it's worlds apart isn't it it really is but wow. I, I mean I've got it spot on there um, as well like the and, that, and it's why I don't give Frank credit much to Ryan's dismay like yeah they, they made great signings in the summer but none of them make sense because they don't play the systems to suit them but Werner was one of the most sought after forwards um, in Europe this summer, Chelsea got on great deal, but they don't play. He, he looks terrible in the Premier League almost at times. Kai Havertz was like, I think, what is he, twenty-one, maybe twenty-two? Again, one of the most sought-after. Pro- Everybody expect him to go to Bayern next year on a free. Um, Chelsea just don't know what to do with him. Well, Frank Lampard doesn't know what to do with him. <laughs> you just sign players because they're good. Oh, he's good. He's available. Let's just buy him. He's good. Yeah, got too many toys to play with. Yeah, so there's no system set up in place. Um, and as Adam says, it's just 11 better players. And it's why that when they've came up against good teams and better teams, they, they really haven't looked great. Um, like Liverpool embarrassed them at the start of the season. Um, they weren't great against... Chelsea, you beat them, Adam, didn't you? 2-0. Two, two mm. uh, and they were put... Their, their only idea was get the ball to Reese James and cross it across the ball. Like, Everton really, was really, really comfortable. Um so as soon as they play a team with a better quality, I really do think they struggle. And it's down to, for me, Frank Lampard's just tactical ineptness. Fortunately for them, they're playing Arsenal this weekend, so they're going to win, aren't they? Yeah, I just, <laughs> just just quickly on that point uh, that Ali alluded to there a little bit, sort of like I'm just looking at the the Chelsea match day squad for their, their game against West Ham, and I, I'm struggling to think of where I'd slot in an Arsenal player. <laughs> In the whole squad, yeah. Apart from maybe some of the, apart from some of those kids, right? Apart from Saka, um, Nelson, uh, Martinelli, who you might take yeah. as a squad as squad players. Who are Arsenal? Do you? I don't. No one, right? Well, <laughs> on the review show, I, I've asked um, Simon and Dave, so I'll ask you three the same. Look at the Arsenal's best eleven. And how many 11s, best 11s in the league would you swap the whole 11 for? <laughs> you go down to about 17, maybe Sheffield United's team. Like, if you look overall, there's maybe better. <laughs> you know, there's only three players from the Arsenal team I would take at Liverpool. Um, so there's maybe some players each team would maybe Sorry, take. What? You'd take three Arsenal players at Liverpool? For the squad. <laughs> not, for, not for the first team, for the squad. Right, okay. you, take, you take Leno as a, as a second-choice keeper. Absolutely yeah. not, no. I would. <laughs> he's good, but no. I would take. I would take. Well, you wouldn't take him over. Adri- you wouldn't take him over Adrian. 
Adrian, we don't. Adrian's gone. He's away. Um, we take partly because he's meant to be really good. I've never seen him, but everybody says he's good. You can take a you can take a flyer on that. You get a gamble. I would take Tierney. Um, yeah, I'll take Tierney. We haven't got left back here to fit nicely. Yeah, I think we don't play left back. So. Well. <laughs> But yeah, so 11 for 11, like West Ham's got a much better 11 overall. Aston Villa's is much better. Like that shouldn't happen. This is Arsenal. Like, this it's, almost, team- it's almost like they've just accepted that they're not a big team and that they've got no ambition. I mean, like exactly what I said about Frank about just buying the best players. Arsenal don't even buy the best players. Let them <laughs> the right position. <laughs> uh, so Chelsea wins on the, all across the border. Yeah, I think maybe a higher score than what Liverpool did to Palace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Chelsea plus six at least in Europe yeah. right this weekend. <laughs> uh, eight o'clock Saturday night, Boxing Day night. Uh, when you nicely drunk, uh, Man City versus Newcastle should be a good game. Poor old Newcastle. Um, they, I've seen Newcastle recently against Leeds, and it was in midweek last weekend. They looked like they didn't want to be on the football pitch, I mean, and that was even at two-two. You you said it should be a good game, should it? Really? It's just yeah, going to be. It will be a good game. It's just going to be Man City passing it around in the final third for ninety minutes while Newcastle sit nine men on it. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. It's going to be a training exercise, isn't it? Man, Man, Man City, as Man City scrape a two-nil win. Man City are not are not as good as everyone thinks. The style of football is not as destructive as it was five years ago. Mm. Slow build-up. It's almost like teams just getting used to just defending it now. It is. Yeah, it I, isn't as quick and as uh, kind of incisive as it was. De Bruyne is still absolutely world-class, but the rest of them are kind of, they've all taken a slight drop-off, haven't they? Well, they've taken a drop-off or they've got old and injured in, in terms of Aguero, or maybe they're not that good anymore sort of like mm. I don't the quality there's some they are lacking a little bit in quality maybe Fernand Torres will turn out to be a, a, a world beater and he is a, an impressive young player but do, does anyone think about him sort of in the way that we were thinking about Leroy Sané even just two years ago and obviously he's left now I've never personally really rate Riyad Mahrez that much um I think at best for Man City, this is a consequence of the the weird season and the back-to-back nature of everything and the, how everything's all squished together and there's no break and everyone's tired. At worst, I think that this is a squad that is jaded with Pep's ideas and needs complete overhaul and refreshing. And I could be is an opportunity and could be exciting for him because I think it's something that in part, Pep wanted to do at Barca, but wasn't given the opportunity. And that's why he decided to, in part, why he decided to leave because he wasn't backed by the the president and the board to make those changes. And this could be the first time that he's ever had the, the hunger to want to do it potentially. So Hmm. it could be interesting for the the Premier League as a whole, but at the moment, as Tom said, this is going to be a, a slow sort of pedestrian man city who are going to, Sneak by a Newcastle who aren't going to offer anything. I mean, yeah, they'll, uh, they'll probably still win, but we all think they're going to win. But it's, it's not, not going to be exciting. It's not going to be like the old Man City where they just 
100 100 miles an hour right at Newcastle defence the whole game and you would see like four Newcastle players just lying on the floor where they can't (laughs) it's not going to be like that no since um, St Maximin went down injured they Newcastle just look like they want to just back up shop now. Like Dave was calling for the season to be cancelled, and he's quite happy if they finish in mid table because it could possibly get worse. It... Just finish in mid table, get that get that Premier League money. Dave's turning, <laughs> into, Dave's turning into Mike Ashley, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> just, he is. Just count the checks. Just. <laughs> I was annoyed they scored two against us because they they set up to not score goals, and we gave them two goals. It was really frustrating. <laughs> get some corners you'll score against us um, so, yeah Man City win comfortably yeah. let's, instead of predicting the win let's predict the possession stats I'm going to say 75 oh, yes 70 oh. I, I would go under on that but not much under that's <laughs> definitely I reckon uh, 70 78 total domination they'll still only have about 10 shots yeah. <laughs> heat map is just going to be Newcastle goal kicks yeah. De Bruyne's passes maybe topping a thousand at some point during this game <laughs> uh, and then finally for Boxing Day if you don't want to watch that one you can watch Sheffield United and their struggles to gain uh, more than one point um, take on Everton it's at Bramall Lane Adam if you don't win this I'm going to be furious with you you personally well yeah there's something up right <laughs> there's definitely something up at that point yeah we should be uh, should be handling this one yeah Sheffield United are Awful, and John Lundstrom's now suspended as well um, for his red card, straight red card. It should have been, um, even if it wasn't for a double, two yellows. It was horrible tackle, and I hope they get relegated with two points. I'm going to annoy if they get any more this season. <laughs> it's all whether well, they're only they're only averaging out to get another what two. <laughs> yeah, they're not even the top three points average this season if they carry on like this. So. Um, <laughs> David McGoldrick like- has scored five, and then four other players have scored one goal for them this season. This is what happens when you have league, league when you have League One players in the Premier League, right? And I'm I'm sure I I think I saw that um, Sander Berg is injured as well. Who's their best player by a mile? A head and shoulders, their best player. Literally, yeah. their only creative player. <laughs> I, 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 I'm kind of one of those players. I kind of have my eye on. I'm thinking like, let them get relegated and let's see if we have any interest in trying to trying to poach him. Yeah, he's an Everton midfielder, definitely. Weird, Does this feel weird. Like, go on, go on. Tim. No, so I was going to say the weird and most annoying thing about Sheffield United is that, yeah, they're bad. And we've seen plenty of bad teams in the Premier League before. Think of that Derby team, that Fulham team, that Sunderland team. But they've at least tried something different. Yeah. Sheffield United have stuck to their exact same five at the back, three cent midfielders, two strikers the, the whole season. 14 games in and they haven't won a game and they scored eight goals. You'd think they'd tried something different by now. I'm not saying they've got <laughs> a lot of options for players because they don't even have any wingers at the club. A slight caveat to that is they turned up doing something different. Yeah, then they got found out and have no plan B. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is out for three months because he's had to have surgery. Oh, Jesus Christ, they're screwed. They are screwed. Sanderberg and John Olsen are their midfield, so God knows who's going to play for midfield for them. The players are just all exactly the same as well. If you look at, they've got about six midfielders. They yeah. could all be one player. They're all Chris Basham, aren't they? They are. It's, <laughs> it's a team of Chris Bashams. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I want a, a complete rout of them, Adam. Five, at least five would be good. Yeah, another. Maybe this is another situation where Dominic Carver-Lewin can score a hat-trick, but 
only yeah. sort of touched the ball three a, times. Only, t- only touched the ball three times and scored <laughs> them from a combined ten yards out. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Does this? Is there any way this feels like a trap game for you? Only you just said that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll put that seed of doubt in your mind. Only to the extent that it's it's this like. Not only is it the start of the Christmas fixture list, but we're kind of piling on by having this game tonight. Um, so there's all that's always a slight issue in terms of just the fixture workload. And but no, Sheffield United are so bad that this shouldn't be a trap game. Yeah, this should be an absolute counter. You play City two days later on the 28th, but that should be where the focus is. Write that one off. Yeah, Write that one, one off. off. <laughs> Yeah, more importantly. Uh, that's it for Boxing Day. On to the 27th then. Leeds and Burnley are your 12 o'clock action, no doubt, on Sky. Um, get all oh, your no, money on Chris Wood to score. This game's all on Amazon. Yeah. Okay, 12 o'clock yeah. on Amazon. I think the whole Boxing Day slash... I think this... this wow. Do you remember last year we had the whole this whole match day, all 10 of the games were on Amazon? Oh, right. How have Sky allowed this to happen? Have they sorted out the sound in it yet? Jesus <laughs> It was alright for Leeds Newcastle, but the audio, uh, the um, the picture, it kept jumping, which is not ideal. It wasn't just me; it was like everyone. Game week before that, it sounded like the commentator was using a megaphone. That <laughs> <laughs> just stood in a stand somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Leeds versus Burnley. It's at Allen Road. Um, Chris Wood's obviously going to score, so get some money on that. We haven't got any centre backs fit, so it should be fun. Uh, it looks like we're going to play five foot four Leif Davis, who is a left back from Forest Green, who we signed two years ago, and um, Pascal Stroik, who is a 21 year old defensive midfielder at centre back. So they're going to have fun. Uh, are, they yeah. gonna, are they going to touch the ball, though? Hopefully not. If we just keep the ball for the entire game, <laughs> don't give away any set pieces because we're to score from, um, we should be fine. I think we'll win. We're better than Burnley, aren't we? Yeah, Burnley are in the form, aren't they? Yeah, they've they've only scored eight goals though, Burnley. Same with Sheffield United. I don't know. I feel worried about this one. I feel I feel confident because I just this season is a complete kind of it's a free hit as long as we don't go down. Like I'm just going to enjoy every game. Like, I didn't even get that furious that we lost six two to Man United in our biggest game in sixteen years. It, it, fine, they're better than us all over the park. So that's that. But this feels like a game that we should win. I'm slightly <laughs> concerned. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Burnley are just that just horrible team to beat, aren't they? And as yeah. you say, they're, they're kind of finding their, their Burnley for them. Like, um, it's never going to be... They're that team who'll be finished. They'll finish between 10th and 14th and nobody will know how. They just yeah. got four points over the season. And yeah, and as you say, without your centre-halves, not that your centre-halves even when fit were actually any good. <laughs> no. <laughs> that Burnley are literally set piece specialists, and this 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 could be an absolute nightmare for you guys. If yeah. you, do it. you just feel if Bielsa and Leeds just perform like even the way they did against United, you know they'll just have too much intensity alone for Burnley. Yeah, I think that's going to hopefully the plan is just overrun them because there is no other plan for Bielsa. It is if plan A isn't working, do plan A better. Basically, run harder, run longer, run further. That's the that is the plan. Um, Shout at them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, language I don't understand because he doesn't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to lead win confidently. He says. I hope I, so. I can't be negative against Sean Dyche, so I'm going for Burnley. Sorry, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kick Ali out of this. 
That's not the extra time way, Ali. You shouldn't really shouldn't be on this show if you're going to be <laughs> not about Sean Dyche. The, the review show is different. Though. I'm, I'm just a, I'm an outsider on this one. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got a fairly strict anti-Burnley policy. <laughs> we go I, believe it, I believe it's on the sign on the door. You should have read it on the way in. <laughs> Um, directly after Leeds Burnley you can watch all these games back to back on the 27th if, you, if your family is around you and you want something better to do West Ham taking on Brighton at 2.15 on the 27th that feels like a nap Brighton haven't got Lamperty who is the only kind of player in this entire game I want to watch and he's not fit for it so yeah nap time I think <laughs> yeah the other sort of um, the other sort of Brighton policy though is for me to massively overrate Brighton <laughs> <laughs> We can do it again here because I genuinely think that Brighton are a, a really great team missing that missing a striker. And if they had a striker who scored goals, they could they'd be in the top half. Yeah, Neil Mopo missed a hat for the chances against Sheffield United. Um Yeah, that's yeah, I genuinely think of them as, I think they've got some really great players and could do something. So they won't. I'll probably, probably lose this game. <laughs> it's almost a sign in, uh, as if signing Daniel Welbeck wasn't the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do like Brighton the same as yourself, Adam. I do like Wilder. But I do keep coming to the point now is how long do we keep saying this before they're sitting in the bottom three? Because they're just not picking up it's points. It's 17th and, at the minute, yeah. Uh, there's no point keep playing the way they are. Because they have played quite well earlier on this season, not so much recently. But um, just not getting the points at all. And West Ham have been... You know, but quite- they only need to pick up two points to get above Arsenal. And then, <laughs> can, can anyone else tell me where Arsenal are picking up their next point from? Because I can't. <laughs> not for a while. So that helps me out the relegation. But being ahead of Arsenal is not an achievement anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the goal in the Premier League then. Even, even for Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> West Ham, Tom, what did we make to West Ham? They kind of did they, did they, the radar this year. They, I don't think I saw the actual team, but did they play against Chelsea with five of the back and three defensive midfielders? I think that's so, that's yeah. about, that's about right because I watched mm. the game they played against. Man City where I can't remember if they won or maybe they they might have drawn and they I think Mikel Artonio accidentally put them ahead early on <laughs> and I'm going to say accidentally because that's how it definitely how it felt and then they from that they then had no ambition to try and to try and score or or do anything in the game from that point so that is David Moyes' MO, that is, you're going to have to live with that, but against any team that he thinks is better than you. It's, that it's he, very same as well. Every game he, he seems to... His, his idea is that you start on four now find that point. But, uh, yeah. Well, Haller or he's fair um, or Antonio, and they take both of them off and just replace them with a similar player. It's, like, it's not really... It's not, it's sim- not similar to Sheffield United, but similar to the way that they aren't really changing anything. They're not really mixing yeah. it up, making teams think. I mean, it's not like they haven't got Attacking talent. They've got Ben, ben Rama, who seems to be on the bench every game. He's an exciting player. We've got Yarmolenko, obviously he's had injury problems and hasn't played as much. But I think he's out on loan somewhere. He's, he's, he's on Porto. Still got Felipe Anson. Where's he gone? Porto, yeah. Oh, he's, he's on loan, I think. Is he? <laughs> oh, okay, he's too attacking. Oh. For... 
Moises. I want to say he went to Porto. Ah, oh, right. He's too good for Moyes' teams. Get out of it. Um, it's going to be five at the back versus five at the back. But that I mean, said, they are playing Brighton. I'm not sure what we expected. The, uh, the more expansive David Moyes, which is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Noble and Declan Rice fighting over the ball in defensive midfield. I said more, I said more expansive, not expansive. <laughs> Jared Bowen might play as their attacking option uh, in yeah. the midfield. Uh, that's a tricky one to predict. I'm going to say West Ham. I think they've just got a little bit too much for Brighton. My, my heart says Brighton, my head says West Ham. I think this could be a, a board draw. I'm going to stick with Brighton. They've, they've got to get that win soon. Tom? Fair enough. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, uh, I'll, then we've I'll, got... be, I'll be napping whatever. So. <laughs> yeah, regardless of what happens. Um, Big Sam is back and he's on his way to Anfield. Ali, are you looking forward to witnessing some Big Sam football? This, um, I've never, this is the most worried I've been about a game. <laughs> <laughs> you get Big Sam. See, during the games last week, I was comfortable this was going to be the easiest game of the season. Like I, <laughs> West Brom defend well. They just seem to be atrocious defensively, quite poor in midfield. I was like, this is going to be an absolute field day. And then big arm signs over, you know it's just going to be sea ball, kick ball, kick player. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like back to Goodison again and see what how many players we can lose this game. Um I mean we should should beat them really. Let's Big Sam's not exactly the, the Messiah, but um you just you hate coming up against managers like this. They're just mm. they're just a bunch of horrible That'll do. I'm not, I'm not used to that one that. But, you know, just, it's just going to be miserable. Um, just backs of 10. I, I assume West Brom have a big striker. or, or No, or they don't. Ke- That's no? the problem. This is why this is a weird sign-in. Harold St. Carney was their kind of biggest striker. <laughs> That is such a big January the 1st, maybe we can mm. sell him a Czech Tosin, but again. He'd <laughs> love that, wouldn't he? <laughs> Signing a player he's already signed before who can play a yeah. little lump up front. Yeah, feels right. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not played Carl Bartley up front to be honest so far. I mean, he's only managed one game and it was against Villa and they lost 3-0 um, after Billich did so badly getting a draw against Man City. It's, it's weird. I, I was so certain Scott Parker was going to be the first manager sacked this year and then they could go and sack Billich for that. I thought Lampard, to be honest. <laughs> I hope it's an embarrassing... Um, this, yeah, this should be a relatively I, easy win for Liverpool. No, no, no. like at six or seven nil again. I, I <laughs> one nil ninety fourth minute. <laughs> I would absolutely love West Brom. Right. To be absolutely horrendous for us this season. No, Big Sam, like, be terrible. Up, but come on, I'm bored of it. <laughs> in the Premier League. Everyone else is bored of it. Just be terrible. Get one more point for us this season and never get a Premier League job yeah. again. <laughs> there is a there was Leeds fans tweeting this week that get rid of Bielsa because we've already missed the big sand bus and it's time to get someone like that in. What the fuck? What are you? What? Are real? Have you enjoyed the last sixteen years or something? Is this too much fun for you? You are... surely they're trolls. Surely. Uh, I'd hope so, but yeah, there's seemingly more and more of them every week. Unfortunately, uh, uh, I don't, <laughs> even you can't predict against the Liverpool winner, can you? I can't predict against it, but I can hope. <laughs> and that's what and that's what that's what Allardyce has given me here. Hope your old flames is back in football. <laughs> he owes me something. This feels like <laughs> it feels like this might be it. <laughs> but no, I very much expect Liverpool to 
handle their business. Yeah. And then finally, on Sunday, we have Wolverhampton Wanderers taking on Tottenham Hotspurs at 7.15. That's after Liverpool's at 4.30. So you can watch every game back to back. I just Wolves get Spurs. Just to fill you in here, guys, in case, again, the rules here are... I don't follow these rules, but everyone else should really be following the massively overplaying how good Wolves are and hating to- everything Tottenham and Jose do. So they're the roles you've got to play. Uh, I'm going to break those roles. I don't, I don't like Wolves. And I've been on board with Jose at Spurs since the first week. <laughs> Yes, we're I'm not allowed. You saying that I like I like Spurs with Jose. <laughs> the, this this is no no all over it. This is <laughs> you don't want to attack. Um, well, try, who, who will both try to counter attack, which means the ball will just sit in the centre of the park, doing nothing. <laughs> no touching it. I want to point out that this Wolves team lost conceded two goals to Burnley on Monday. So who? <laughs> Who are they all of a sudden to become this force? They've, that got, out Son and they've got some very good players, they're but not, again, they're not, not they're a team that doesn't, they're, they're doesn't really yeah, go for it enough. The first half is just a, it's like they're set. You're just like, just by, yeah, we'll just wait till the second half to then start playing. I mean, I really, I really like Pedro Neto. I'm a big fan of Pedro Neto. I think he's a fantastic young player. He's really good on the ball. He's got pace, got skill. They've lost- and it's a, obviously a big blow for them missing Jimenez and, Having to play a eighteen-year-old ridiculous hair striker up front, but I mean, Is it Fabio Silva, yeah, yeah. They, I, I feel like they're not a team anymore. Again, like you said, they've got some really good players, but they haven't been able to withstand the dual blow of losing Jot of selling Jota and losing Jimenez. That's just been been too much for them to overcome and you can see that by their their goal output now and um I don't think they ever were they were quite a complete team right but they never were this ultra defensive team so they always were going to give you a chance and maybe concede a goal but they but it's not just it's not just the Otter and Jimenez where you think last season they had Matt Doherty bombing board from right wing back um they had uh Johnny I Johnny left wing back I think did well as well He's just in, quick, in though, theory, he? though, they he's have just replaced quick. him with Samedo, right? Who should yeah, be him and Adama Traore down that yeah, should have been too much nothing else. A step down, yeah, yeah. They've got a couple of those, like Traore. Yeah. But also, <laughs> the question of how good is, is Doherty might be shown by the fact he, that we're probably going to watch not a top sure team with Sergio. Right? I think he's good as a right wing back. <laughs> but as a, yeah, he's going right to do something. Four, he always he does. gets a bit exposed. I'm not saying that Sergio doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe it's a timing thing. Maybe after, maybe once he's had a little bit of time exposed to Jose's methods in training and bedded in maybe Doherty will inherit that that slot at the moment but like for me Tottenham when they've got their their best 11 together they are a complete team and they are absolutely devastating going forward Um, Harry Kane's probably the best player in the Premier League at the moment and just they've also got that that um, Mourinho edge to them. They they are they're, they're more defensively solid. And something if anyone who watched the the Tottenham Hotspur All or Nothing series, something that Mourinho spent a lot of time trying to 
to get into his squad, which you see a little bit now, is sort of was more sort of mentality and about sort of like he saw that Spurs squad as being nice and soft. And they've got and hmm. they've made one of the best signs the, of the season. He wants them to be bastards. A bit under the radar. And that's what I, I, mean. I can say it now because he doesn't they're, play they're for Hoiberg. He's been he's been fantastic in that defensive midfield role. I mean, I didn't I, to, I, not just because he played for Southampton, but when <laughs> he played for Southampton, yeah. I didn't think he was particularly special. I didn't think he he was just sort of there. But he's got a perfectly defined role in that Tottenham squad. He's just like a rat running around midfield. He's, he's always there. Yeah, he's just clipping at your heels. He'll always end up with the ball somehow. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I, I always rated Hoiberg, but to be fair, there is a whole chapter dedicated to him at the beginning of the Pep Con- Confidential book where he's talking about how good he is at 18. So I was kind of converted from an early age. Spurs missed this on the back of a pretty bad run for them. I mean, last, their last win was in the North London derby, and that was back on the 6th of December. They lost to Liverpool, they lost to Leicester. <laughs> no, exactly, it's an Arsenal victory. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> December has been a barren month for them then. That? Yeah, they, they drew with. Uh, Palace as well. Uh, yeah, Leicester had a bit of a smash and grab penalty and an own goal, but they, they, they kept a clean sheet. You can stop. I mean, if they don't, if Sun doesn't score or Kane doesn't score, no one else scores for Spurs. It says that is it. I, they need to. They need to attack on the counter as well. They're not this attacking force that that people seem to believe as well. They're, I mean, their goal against Liverpool probably taken, but again, it was caught from. And I'm sure the Spurs, the Arsenal goals as well, weren't they? Both very similar. That came from an Arsenal attack. Yeah, and that's sit back, sit back, break. Worry, especially with a team like Wolves, who just won't attack them. Yeah, won't attack. Uh, even when Wolves were, even last season when they were doing well, they just they were one of those teams who relied on teams to come come out of them as and well. Especially that. Um, I, I, I generally feel this could uh, be the most boring game in the, the last couple of games. Right. Mourinho would be desperate <laughs> for a clean sheet. It's just it's is it's nil nil, isn't it? It's nil nil. Mm. I think pardon? He's got a good Instagram at least. He well that that is something that you you're very aware of. The rules are that we do have to talk about Jose Reno's Instagram on this. On this <laughs> yeah. Um We're always we're always excited by the Tottenham result to see how it does affect output. <laughs> Uh, so that is your games on the 26th and the 27th done. There are games on the 28th, 29th and the 30th. So good luck putting a review show in there somewhere, Ali. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we go, though, the window's almost open. Let's do a little bit of gossip. We love doing this. Um, I'll read them out. You tell them if they're true or false. First one is Liverpool have joined Man United and Man City what? in a race they, to join Jack Grealish. Um, Aston Villa are braced for bids for the England. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. There's, no, there's no price Villa would sell him for unless it's just... Simon, our Villa man reckons he'll cost like, upwards of 200 million. ridiculous breaking record transfers. They, there's no reason for them to sell him. No. Yeah, ridiculous money. Exactly, yeah. Especially not to another club in the Premier League as well. Unless he... Unless he demand, he'd have to demand out though, right? Yeah, transfer request in. Oh, we've seen plenty of players do that. Mm. The only team that's viable that he would go to would be City. Right. I don't think he gets in the Man United or Liverpool team. Not because of his ability, just the systems that... The way they play. Whereas Man City, as Adam said, they're going to have to rebuild now. Um, and I think might- he can play. I, I quite like Grealish. I prefer Grealish, actually, as 
as an eight playing in midfield and carrying the ball, mm-hmm. playing in, in central midfield. And I think that he could... Could could you not see him a little bit in that sort of Wijnaldum role as a potential replacement? And you have to also remember the sort of cherry on the top here is he's English and the, there are quotas. Yeah, it's almost January the 1st. So that's going to hit harder uh, as well. I've never seen him play as a number eight. Um, so I, I can't say I've only ever seen him play in the, like, the attacking role. Um, and that's why I've always said that he doesn't get near the Liverpool team. If he's a competent number eight, um, then yeah, obviously we're we're kind of lacking in there just now. Um, we've got kind of the Thiago role sold up, Fabinho sold up. So yeah, if he could be that number eight carrying the ball. But again, there's no chance Liverpool spend the money that. Yeah, it's going to be a huge amount of money, wouldn't it? I know. I know. From a Liverpool perspective, he's in that he's in that right age profile, right? That. Liverpool, have a sl- until they signed Jota, they did have a bit of a problem. With sort of, there are a lot of 29, 30-year-olds who, um, as Emma will tell you, that when a squad gets old together, bad things happen. <laughs> uh, next one we've got is Man United, Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona, Liverpool and Chelsea are all lying deals yeah. for David Alaba. Every big club in Europe will be trying to sign into that contract. True. You'd be mental <laughs> not to be trying to uh, deal with Yeah, for at least throw him a contract. I think yeah. Liverpool sign him in January. Oof. I think they spend he money because he can cover well, the midfield and and Dan Gomez went there. Yeah, and left back as well. Yeah, he's a very very good player. Uh, this is mm. uh, and then get Fabinho back in centre midfield. Uh, this is a fun one. Arsenal looking to move for Interman and Dane <laughs> them up midfield. Uh, Christian Eriksen <laughs> with January transfer. <laughs> Please sign him. <laughs> That's what Arsenal need at number ten. I mean, if only they had a player a little bit like Christian Eriksen, yeah, same age, yeah. already available to them. <laughs> if they just sort of like press the button, <laughs> uh, Liverpool are set to offer Egyptian forward Mohamed Salah a new contract to fend off interest of from Real Madrid, Barcelona, and PSG. He's been making kissy faces at Barca, Ali, this week, hasn't he? Yeah, hopefully they pay the same amount that they paid for Coutinho or more. <laughs> Fleece them again. Yeah. <laughs> There's rumours that he's sad and unhappy. Yeah. Oh, must be terrible. His heart's set on Madrid or Barca long term. I mean, I hope not. He's by far the best player I think we've had in the Premier League. He's, statistically, now he's the best wide forward that the mm. Premier League has His goals and assists record's been just phenomenal. Um, be horrible to see him go, but I, I'm sure there'll be a plan to, to have another kind of it's like, obviously the big talk's always going to be Mbappe or, or Haaland because it's going to have to be a to appease the fans anyway it's going to have to be that superstar name but yeah, yeah I can see that uh, Johnny Evans signed a new deal Leicester who gives a fuck he's 32 yeah. no one cares Jesus <laughs> I'm I was really annoyed when they signed him that Everton didn't sign him because I think he joined Leicester for like £4 million and he's one of the he's one of the really best good. He's one of the best attacks in the Premier League. He'll be massively overpriced. Uh, Leeds well. set to sign. Well, I have interest in Adama Troyore. No, thank you. Um, in some in the January window, yeah, we we, we definitely need more wingers. He's not really going back. Is to, he a Bielsa type player? Going he doesn't back to work Barcelona. Bad. Doesn't work particularly. Yeah. Yeah. gets the ball. How the mighty have fallen. Sprints. Yeah, I think. Well, he's got. Uh, okay. 
Yeah, the links have come from our director of football, Victor Orta, signed him for Middlesbrough when they were both together there. That's where the links have come from. But I don't want him. I don't want him. I've got got seven as is. That was a Middlesbrough. Was that a Middlesbrough team managed by Tony Pulis at the time? It was, yeah. (laughs) Not what they to do with him. They were being asked very different things to do. (laughs) (laughs) Without it, but I, not no no disrespect respect to the man, but he doesn't strike me as someone with the physique to have the aerobic capacity to keep up with murder ball. No, no, he got bullied off the ball by Stuart Dallas as well when we played the Wolves. He's not even that strong. He's all sort of show muscles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the rest of them are just kind of just headlines. Uh, Everton assistant Davide Ancelotti. I'm assuming it's his son, brother. Probably. <laughs> Feels like a relative, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Says that Calvert-Lewin shares a um, special ability with Juventus and Portuguese strikers Cristiano Ronaldo. There you go. You've got the next Ronaldo on your hands, Ali. Um, Adam? I mean, I imagine he's talking very specifically about his ability to jump. And they just, <laughs> <laughs> they've decided not to talk about... <laughs> yeah, very- the other... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liverpool have now banked the full £142 million fee from Barcelona uh, for Felipe Coutinho which they sold in 2018 you finally got all the money yeah £100 million overpaid but hey <laughs> 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 every day and it's a joy to hear her talk about like how much how much she hates him every time <laughs> uh, there we go then that is the gossip um, there's going to be Tons of podcasts from Randall Post over the next couple of days. Um, and you got a review show coming in, what, 28th, maybe? Yeah, it feels like at like 2 a.m. at some time. Yeah, <laughs> well, um, we have gave up on the, the review show for the for this round. We're going to just try and do like a, a double review on the yeah. 30th. New Year's Eve. <laughs> um, 30th, 31st. Um, not like anybody can go anywhere, so we, we have the time yet. I'll be out by New Year. There you go. Uh, we've got a brand new Football Manager podcast released on our network. It's from the guys at uh, FM Writers and also Bad Jokes Gaming. Uh, he's just released his first podcast, so make sure you check out that if you want to. Uh, if you like a bit of Football Manager, it's only for bloggers, so none of these YouTubers. Uh, just if you write stories about Football Manager, then uh, listen out for that. He'll be coming hopefully weekly, but maybe fortnightly. Uh, we'll find out in future. Um, Adam, when's Chris planning to come back? Was he just didn't fancy this one, did he? Or? Working, know. is he? Local council, no way he's working still. No, he's definitely not working. I think he finished work about a week ago. Um, I remember tier he's two. He's probably too busy moping about the fact he's... The glory, into, the glory days. Into only tier two. Oh, yeah, tier two. And my heart bleeds for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the, dif- the difference is that we don't have to, you don't have to go outside and t- churn the handle to make sure your internet works. <laughs> Yeah, good point. We're fully functional here in Gosport. Um, so, yeah, that is it for today. We'll be back at some point with some other shows, maybe some reviews and preview shows coming up uh, in the next couple of days. But just keep an eye on our Twitter feed for all of that, Lano which you can 11. find at Man on the Post. You can find Ali on Twitter at Ali Thompson84. Tom is on Twitter at Adam is on Twitter at AdamSA101. And I'm on Twitter at RossBell1984. Um, I think that's it. Leave us a rate and reviews. Wherever you listen to us, leave us a five-star rate and review uh, or a follow or a subscribe or any of that sort of stuff for all the co- content yeah, yeah. we've got coming your way. So until we're, we're back, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Adam. Bye. Goodbye from Tom. And goodbye from Manny. See ya. And always remember to keep your man on the post. Post.